comedian TJ Miller is back in town at the Funny Bone. Two shows tonight, two tomorrow, one on Sunday. What's up, man? Um, not much. Good to, listen, excited to come back to Columbus. I'm headed straight to Schmidt's for sausage. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then doing comedy directly after, and then the next day, straight back to Schmidt's. No. So I'm really excited. <laughs> we, and we actually, uh, tonight, Friday, both shows are sold out. Um, and I think actually tomorrow, Saturday sold out. So we, uh, we added a second show on Sunday. Nice. Nice. And Columbus has always been so good to me and I have so much fun there. And I just think it's one of those towns, um, you know, there are just a few places that I go where it's just firing on all cylinders. Everybody's smart, but it's, you know, they're right there. They're hardworking. And this is just a really smart down to earth great town and i love ohio but columbus is always fun dayton's great you know i go to dayton just for vacation <laughs> <laughs> said no but one me, uh, exactly even anyone from dayton yeah. so, uh, you know i play all over um ohio there's so many places cleveland and uh cincinnati everywhere but uh columbus is always my kind of favorite stop in the state and uh so it's been great. So all the shows, so we added a Sunday night show. So get your tickets now because we've already sold, I think, 50 or so of those tickets. And we're, you know, all this is kind of safely, socially distant, lower capacity. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's because it's smaller capacity, the tickets go a lot faster. And that's in part why we added a show. But I was always adding shows when I when I came before the pandemic. Right. I'm so excited to be performing and having people being comfortable coming out. And now I've played like, I don't know, probably six, seven, maybe eight clubs all over the country. Uh, and it's been great because the clubs take it really seriously because they, they really want and have to have people feeling safe. And you really get in there, you get settled, you realize you've got some distance, you take off your mask, you drink and you eat and you, ha- you let it all go. Can you imagine that? What do you got I mean, going on in the background there? You got a bird are you in, in the background? A pet store? What do you? Well, it's not it's not a pet store, but I have an arborarium where I raise uh, many different uh, birds. We've got about three hundred species of birds. Wow! And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Holy crap! In the backyard of my father's house in Long Island, I could have okay. taken that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> It's sort of it's sort of a pivot for me. I used to be filming television and comedy. I'm trying to get out of that and get into the birds. I've got a, I've got a parrot who only says curse words and then the names Torg and Elliot. That's it. That's taking a lot of time. Oh, that's um, great. No, it's I'm I'm up here in Long Island at my father-in-law's house. We stopped up here. We got back really late last night from something that uh, Kate, my wife, is an installation artist. She had some work that uh, was actually out of the country in St. Barth. So we got back oh, nice. from that island. It was great, but it's very strange there, too. You have to get a test before you go into the island and then a test when you're on the island. But it's strange. It's kind of everything went through wears masks, but it's kind of like New York in that not really many people have it, if really many people at all. And so uh, that was, you know, a welcome respite. It was a break from the whole thing. 
but then I had to, you know, track back here, get in last night. Yeah. She's got cats that she loves more than me that are at this house. And so Now you yeah. got to go to Columbus. Yeah. Hey, when you get you, sausage. Yeah, when you go to an island, are you a type of guy who's got to lather on the, like, 100 uh, suntan lotion? Because you you're bur- a gingy. Yeah, you might burn easy, I'm man. real fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> to be fair, we're all pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I got to be very careful not to burn, but Kate is even more pale than I am. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is that sort of thing where you're kind of swimming and then putting on sun lotion and swimming and putting on sun lotion. So I ended up staying in the water a lot more. And so that was really fun. But she and I were talking about how we we like to go to a place and not have an itinerary. I mean, she's got to work, you know, but we don't go, okay, we got to get to this place. Now we want to see the museum. And if we get to, we get done by the museum, we'll be able to go to the arborarium. We <laughs> can spend 10 to 20 hours looking at the birds there. And then we got to rush home to the hotel. It's not like that for us. We just like to go somewhere and be somewhere. And that's sort of, now I've been to the places where I perform comedy enough that I kind of have my spots like, yeah. but I'll probably just go to Germantown and kind of wander around. And now it's, it's nice to be out German village. Yeah. yeah. What you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Village, yeah. yeah. Right. I and call it, I call it Germantown because it's really grown from the village. It's it was. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be German <laughs> city. Well, Louisville <laughs> yeah, like is Germantown. City. I think yeah. it's going to be, Germanopolis. Yeah. <laughs> 471 Joke is the uh, number to get tickets, by the way. TJ Miller is with us. 471 Joke, yeah. Uh, I bet you were listening to how quick you were with that bird follow-up to our silly question there. <laughs> I bet you are a world-class liar. Better than me? I, I, I bet know. you. I bet I'm you. Because really uh, remember, you know, like people don't know, you were tight with Alex Trebek for years. <laughs> very true See? and you know that we really we really doubled down on that uh, friendship a while ago it was in <laughs> jeopardy <laughs> so we said we've got to double down on this and just promise to be friends forever otherwise this this relationship is in jeopardy and we're going to lose it. So, that was back when I was in college yeah. you know, it's changed a lot now um, now I think what I can do is I, I can I think very quickly because I'm a supervisor yeah. so um I can kind of quickly steer you in a direction where you're like, well, he wouldn't that quickly be able to answer that question. And what that translates to that's a lot of fun is dealing with hecklers and stand up. And for some reason, I guess I have a face that just looks like you want to yell at me. <laughs> but, um, but, and unfortunately that's not a lie. See? Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, really, I have really postulated that that is the case. Oh, and, um, and so I get, I do a lot of crowd interaction, especially now because, I'm doing silly stuff, the circus, all that stuff, but you're not going to hear me talking about politics or really, you know, the stuff I have on the pandemic is really quite silly and really fun uh, and funny. I just talk about, you know, how I don't miss handshakes necessarily, and I used to go in too early for high fives, and now I've been bowing, and some people find that offensive. And <laughs> hey, I got one for like you. So, I got one for you. You can use this if you, if you want it. Sound like yeah, because we no. kind of give you a t- we gave him material last time. I think we time, did. I think we, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, ask, that's right. ask, ask your audience, but tell say I asked my wife if you're making out with a woman and you have masks on. I don't think it counts as cheating. <laughs> like see, yeah. see? Like you take that you take but then she's gonna come back and go oh really so where does the condom situation lie <laughs> oh that's true yeah yeah there you go all right well i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna use it because we found the tag so there you go yeah. um, but it's it's really fun because you know it, and people have seen me before 
every show is different. So if you come and see two shows, they're going to be different because there's a lot of crowd interaction. I mess around with the audience. I'm asking audience. They play a nose whistling game show uh, with the audience. It's just, it's a really. Jerry, you'd be good at that. (laughs) Jerry's got a large nose. He'd be good. (laughs) You know what though, Jerry, you can play, you don't have to play the whistle. Okay. You can play the nose flute, you know, or the uh, skin flute. It just depends on what you want to play. All right. All right. Thanks. Hey, you know, T, you don't know this, Jerry. I have kids. Big nose, little dick. Yes. Yes. That was was your Native American name, I believe. That was mine when I was living in Oklahoma on the res. I was big nose, little dick. (laughs) (laughs) I was big mouth, little dick. (laughs) Same tribe. Yes. Yes. Uh, Different teeth. I, I was part of a different tribe, but I was little dick, little mouth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you don't know this, Jerry, but one of my kids' favorite movies is Ready Player One. By the way, it was Columbus in the future. So, TJ, I don't remember. Your character yeah. Your character lived through that. Are you in part two? Because it's a Spielberg movie. It is a Spielberg movie, and uh, he and I did uh, a bunch of things together. She's out of my league, and office Christmas party was with him. And Transformers, obviously. So, yeah, we got to the end of filming, and my I die. At the oh, okay, I forgot that. Sorry, man. Well, now, hold on. This yeah. is, I made the same mistake in the sense that I said, okay, well, you know, this was so fun. It's great. He's like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, can't wait for part two, you know, for Ready Player Two. And I said, uh, well, yeah, you guys, that will be fun for you, cause, but I died, you know. And he kind of looked at me and goes, your avatar died. You didn't die in real life. They just killed your video game character. And I was like, oh. And he's like, no wonder they call you little mouth, little dick. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I think the plan is to do Ready Player Two, and that's exactly right. It's Columbus, the Ernst Klein, uh, the writer, is from Columbus. And so he set the whole thing in Columbus in the future. And uh, Ready Player Two comes out, I think, at the end of this month, it definitely comes out in November. Oh, cool! And, it's a great um, movie. And, Ready and Player One. The book will come out. It's but and the book is great too. Get I that really writer on reading Ready Player One and uh, Ready Player Two. So I'm really excited for the book, and I'll kind of get to see, you know, what does that world look like if I'm going to go and and play in it. And this is a good time to tell you guys that my next film, The Stand In with Drew Barrymore, uh-huh. comes out uh, December 11th. It'll be streaming on all platforms. Nice. How is and she? That's a, that's a really fun. She's great. Yeah. And she was doing this. She was doing this kind of in a method way, which was really interesting. So when she was playing, she plays two parts in this. So the movie is about kind of a, a, a movie star that fell from grace because the media attacked her. And they just, you know, try. it was a takedown. It was yeah. a total internet, you know, mob takedown thing. And so she she doesn't really want to be in Hollywood anymore. And her stand-in, who's there when they're lighting and all that stuff, you know, really wants her to get back working because that's the only way she works. She looks like her. And what happens is Drew refuses to apologize and do this apology tour as the movie star. So her stand-in starts doing an apology to her for her and then goes to rehab for her and then tries to steal her boyfriend and slowly takes over her life, tries to take over her life. It's like fake Melania Trump. Oh, that's good. (laughs) That's a good premise. (laughs) And it's it's very cool because Drew plays the movie star and Drew plays the stand-up. Oh, wow. Okay. But she looks, she looks really, really different as the stand-in 
but still looks a lot like Drew Barrymore. And then, so it was interesting. And and she was very method as the stand-in. And then as Candy Black, the movie star, she was just sort of Drew Barrymore. So if I was on, if I was on set with the stand-in, I would have to also be method and interact with her as if she was this girl, Paula, who always wanted to act and wanted me to represent her. Cause I play her manager based on a manager in Hollywood that the director and I both know. And so, and then when I would do scenes with the movie star version of Drew Barrymore, it was kind of like hanging out with Drew Barrymore on set, you know, we yeah. do a scene and then just sit around and just like BS and talk about whatever and talk about our lives and how awful the media can be and all that kind of stuff. And then we would snap back into the scene and, and do that thing. Cause that's sort of what I'm like. I'm not a method act or anything. I just sort of hang around. And then when they call action, I do the comedy and then. And eye candy. You're kind of eye candy. You're eye candy. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know what? From, hey, from the neck up and the forehead down, it's all candy. I'm telling you, what, <laughs> from the ankles down, it's big, big, sweet candy. <laughs> hey, uh, I was curious, TJ, when you get a script or you get a role, do they tell you, hey, you're going to play an agent and you die in the movie? Or do you have to like read the script and go, holy crap, I die in this movie? Or holy crap, I get to make out with her? How does that work when you get a script? Well, it's sort of, you know, it depends. It's like for Underwater, which came out in January, um, they sent me the script and I sort of read it. And because I, I don't do stuff unless I've read the script and I know what it is. Mm-hmm. And so they sent me the script. They said, hey, they want you for this guy. And I, I saw it and I read it. And I go, okay. So at the end, he, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, it doesn't go great for him. I want to say that he dies. But I said, look, I, I think this is this movie's amazing, but this part, this guy is too, like, he's too douchey. He's really arrogant, and I get that people, you know, I've played those parts, especially Ehrlich Bachman in Silicon Valley, but if you want to make him sympathetic in the movie, he needs to be a really close friend of Kristen Stewart, and he needs to be sort of a soft-hearted fellow. Kind of, you know, okay, and and so then they say, okay, yeah, absolutely, but I also know the function of it, so I'm not going to go. And I don't think he should die at the end. Um, you know, just like in Transformers, it's like, first of all, that was nice because then I get I got to stop working on Transformers as soon as I died. <laughs> um, so you were okay yeah, with it then? Yeah. No, it was it was uh, no, it was it's fun, man. I like Mark Wahlberg a lot, and I like Michael Bay a lot, but it's. What it is is in these movies, sometimes just the way movies work, you want to, I'm very likable, I guess, as some people listening maybe. Absolutely, you're likable, like, absolutely. What, what, other, other people listening are like, I, don't, I still don't get the birds thing. I didn't think that was right. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, but there, there is a component which is, um, it's just kind of me uh, being someone that the audience really starts to enjoy and you're laughing at. And then right when you come to kind of love my character, if he dies or if at the end of the film they die, that's really heart-wrenching. Because that's a way to make a very dramatic thing happen in a film without having it be all doom and gloom. It's like the entire time I'm yeah, doing yeah, yeah. comedy. You know? yeah. And so I understand that function. And it, at first it was weird to me. I was like, do people not like me? Why do they keep killing me in movies? <laughs> But then I realized that in other movies, like Already a Brother with Paul Rudd, that, that's a film where at the end it kind of becomes this weird, like, love story between these two dudes who are friends. 
And that was the function of my character was to be like sort of I'm the nemesis in the beginning, but too likable to not have them end up being buddies at the end. So in, in film and in television, I sort of, if I know I can do a good job at, in the film or the television project, I just sort of, I'm, I'm open to doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want them, I want the film to be the best it can, not my part. And I've had interesting conversations with movie stars where they're like, you got to get more on screen, man. Got to get more camera time. Got to be in as much of the movie as possible. And that's just a different uh, approach to it. And I think that's in part because at the heart of it, I'm a comedian. And so I have stand-up. And stand-up is just me. That's me for like Yeah, that's hour. all you. Yeah. Do, do, and doing whatever I want, writing the material, deciding how to edit it. I'm the director. So I have all that. So when I do film and television, it's interesting to play different parts and be the protagonist. You know, I, I wrote this series that we're working on putting together where I'm the protagonist and it's sort of only me. It's about the pandemic and I get my job back at a megaplex, like a huge movie theater, but I'm no one's seeing movies. So I'm the only one that gets hired back. <laughs> and so, so it's a lot of just me. And then the other characters are sort of surrounding me. So something like that, that'll kind of be all me, mostly me. And so I enjoy in the Drew Barrymore film, you know, that's double Drew, it's double Drew Barrymore, but that's also, uh, you know, a place where, you know, it's me, another guy, and then Drew is well, two parts, and those are the main people in the film. And it's great. I mean, it's it's a very Mike Judge-like film. And Jamie Babbitt, the director, worked on Silicon Valley. She directed a bunch of episodes of that. And so um, it's got this kind of dark comedic quality that you don't see that often. And it's a satire on Hollywood. And Hollywood right now takes itself very seriously. So it was, we got into the Tribeca Film Festival, but a bunch of film festivals were like, it's not funny to make fun of the media or how we can be mean. Oh, isn't that something? That sucks. But you know what? We got into Tribeca and now it's getting released and it's a great movie. And when people see it, they're going to love it. You know, I do some films. There's this film search party that I did. And that was one that like didn't get a theatrical release, went straight to DVD. It had one of those stories in Hollywood. And people found it on Netflix, and, you know, a lot of people love it. But I think this one will be something that people talk about because it is so timely and it is kind of dark but really, really still very funny. So it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. Well, that is a main thing that I love and the thing that I want people to come and see is the stand-up, especially because we've been in front of screens for like a year. Yeah. And your birds. Live entertainment. And And the the birds. birds. Yes. Yes. Well, what a great glimpse behind the curtain that was. Good luck to you, man. We're big fans. We love you. Yep. 471 joke joke for those uh, second show tickets on Sunday. And TJ Miller, always welcome here, bro. Thank you, Torg Elliott. I hope the next time is in person. Yep. And uh, yeah, everybody come see me. It's time to take a break, laugh, and let it all go. So second show added Sunday. Everything else, just get there, get tickets right now. Thanks again, guys. I'm so excited to perform and be back in Columbus. Schmitz, here I come!